schedule so I've had some time off but I know you've been doing the regular grind yeah it's been very interesting the past two days trying not to get like cream all (laughs) over my desk and everything I feel like I should clarify why that would be happening yes but guys we got tattoos they're on our Instagram you probably already know we got tattoos yeah but you have to keep them nice and oiled up and it's very awkward to sit at a desk and try to not touch things right especially because it's on her arm and and she's pretty big yeah I'm sorry it's okay I, I, I no, I mean, I them. love it. Yeah. I'm so glad. Oh, it's dope. You're going to get a bunch of other cute little ones. I see it already. Yeah. You're going to be tatted up in no time. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's okay. Well, thankfully, there are financial commitments, so you have no choice but to pace yourself a little bit. Yeah. But, okay. So when I was texting you earlier, like, in the wild, someone recognized... Julie's work. I thought you meant the wild as an Instagram, like somebody was scrolling through your pictures. <laughs> I didn't think you meant the actual outdoors. No, I kid you not. I like show up to get my nails done today and I'm like sitting down with Cynthia and I'm like, girl, look at my new tattoo. And then someone else who was sitting down the way, they like saw me flashing her off. Oh, everything. Saw me like showing her on off and this person's like, is that by Julie Boleyn? And I was like, shut the front door. Are we famous by association with Julie Boleyn now? Because I love it. I think so. Like, they know. Like, just so you know, on that when you're back on the East Coast, you can be like, yeah, it's Julie Boleyn. Look her up. Yeah. She's in Los Angeles. I saw she's doing an event this weekend. It's like a women in art event, and it's her and Kat Von D and, like, a bunch of other women and, like, tattooers and artists and, like, natural homeopathic ladies. I only knew two names on the list, and that was Kat Von D and And Julie, but only because... Right, because we went to see her. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope! How long is it? Is it three days? I think it's two... I'll I'll have to look it up. Yeah. If not, I also, the person, like, actually in real life who recognized her work told me that Thunderbird generally does Flash Fridays. Oh. Like, once a month. So, uh, we can swing by and maybe, it's like $100 flat. Okay. And And they just have stuff for you to pick from. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. And it's, like, smaller stuff. Like what you originally thought you were signing up for. I mean, it's fine. I just had one of those moments where we walked in and she showed us the, the whole thing, the stencil, 
and like not to have a that's what she said moment but i was like oh that's much bigger than i was expecting but it'll be fine right it'll be fine and it was fine it turned out great yeah yeah I'm really, I'm so glad. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think downsizing it just a little bit was a good idea. I think it was convenient that I already had a tattoo right there, so we could be like, oops, sorry, I just Gotta didn't. fit around it. I just don't know measurements. What is math? I really genuinely didn't. I thought that, that well, because I was, I don't know, Seemed it seemed smaller in my mind five inches than... Doesn't it always? But, I mean, they (laughs) turned out perfect, I think. I think so, too. Go check our Instagram if you haven't seen them. Go check Julie's work. She's amazing. She's also in New Mexico. She does work there. Um, And Thunderbird Tattoo LA is also their handle on Instagram for the shop, so you can check out their other work. Uh, And, yeah, we're just... We're just thrilled. So we're flailing over here, trying not to slime up all of the equipment. Right. With our greased up tattoos. Phew. So bear with us. Yeah, it's fine. It's we just we'll be taking a lotion break in the middle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> casually. As you have to do when you're recording spoken word. Just gotta. Just gotta stay. Keep your skin hydrated. Yeah. You right. know what I mean. Speaking of spoken word. What yes. a sentence that was. <laughs> Guys, we've done so many things. We, have we got been to see so Nicole Byer. Yep. Which was amazing. Queen. Sashir Zameda. Also Queen. Amazing. Yeah, they put on a whole show. We it, made it out. We went out on a Tuesday, Wednesday. I think it was a Wednesday. Yeah. Just a random night, middle of the week, party time with Sashir Zameda. She had, uh, who was it? Moses Storm. Yes. And Joel... Kim Booster. Booster. Correct. Yeah. They were also pretty funny. I enjoyed them, too. They were good. Yeah. I think I like Joel better than Moses. Moses is, like, a flavor. Yeah. He reminds me of, like, the guys you went to college with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like theater performer fuckboy yeah. kind of situation. Which was, you know, funny, but definitely a flavor. You had to you had to know what you were signing up for there. Yeah. But it was good. I oh, Nicole. Everything else. Ten out of ten. Aces. We'll have to go back because she does that often too. Yeah. So we'll have to go see who else she's got bopping around. Was there anything else? I'm trying to think. That we've done? Yeah, I think those were the big ones. Yeah, I think... I think that was it. Okay. We have things in the works. Yeah, there's there's more to come. Hopefully some flash tattoos. Yeah. Some shows. um, More recording. More things for the Redbubble, perhaps. Yeah. I want to post all the album art from previous episodes up there. We're going to take a for real promotional picture yes. with our own stuff. Yes. Well, I with our own stuff that you have. Yes. <laughs> that you got me. So it's kind right. of our stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, by association. Right. I'll just be there. Right. <laughs> As I, you know, that's how I exist in this whole thing. I'm just here. I just show up and I talk. 
Well, the thing is, they're just so popular that they are sold out whenever you need to go strike. And it's... Right. I mean, my shirt is pretty cozy. It's really soft. It is like a little snug. The sizes run a little bit small, I think, for... The Great North yes. stuff. Yeah, personally. Right. Yeah. I also wear things huge, so I generally don't wear cloth that does a whole lot of touching up my body these days. But they do have hats. Yep. They, they have, have super cute hats. Socks. Yep. They have reusable straws. Bless. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, sweatshirts. Like the, like, cotton, the or like the, um, waffle knit. They have, like, waffle knit sweaters, I waffle think, too. Knit. You know the, like, it's like the, uh, it's like a thermal, kind of? Oh. Yeah. I, I don't wear thermal things. Well, you know me, I'm always freezing. I don't like things that keep you warm, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, you but you run warm. You tend to like things. But my cool. hands and feet are always freezing. You we need to stimulate your blood flow. We need to do some. Yeah, inversions. I need to be stimulated. That's what it is. <laughs> we gotta like someone stimulate me. <laughs> Come stimulate ya. God, I wish I was a camera. I know. <laughs> it's alright, it's probably better that they can't see the hand motions that yeah. we're making. Anywho, we hold hands. It's no, it, just imagine that we're holding hands. That's what happens every time we record. Right. <laughs> Anyhow, also, by the way, this is Broomsticks and Bullshit. If you're still listening. If you managed to make it past that point, that little um, quote-unquote brief update there, it only took us ten minutes. That's, you know. That's a, that's a pretty good time for us. Yeah. That's like a normal conversation. Right. If you enjoy talking to people. Right. Which I don't. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Just the one person. (laughs) But I don't mind when other people listen. I just don't want to talk to more than one person. Right. Yeah. Well, pace yourself, you know? Yeah, you know. People are a lot sometimes. They are. I'm sure everybody who's listening agrees with that. They know. We know. We're a lot. I'm a lot. (laughs) Everything is a lot. Everything is forever a lot. Yeah. So on that note, that's Katie. That's Jess. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. I feel like there was something that we mentioned in the episode that I listened to today that I felt the need to bring up because we had done it. Oh, I remember. Yeah. You never made the candy cane cheesecake rolls. Oh, I know. I remember that when I was listening to it, too. Yeah, I was like, damn it, I never got any of those. Well, I never made them at all, so we could just make them... Well... We could make them flowers. Setting goals. Yeah. And not doing them. Glad we're on the same page. Uh, as usual. I'll text Aunt Steph. I'll text her. We'll get in touch. I'll text my mom, too. I'm sure she has a recipe sitting around somewhere. Well, now it's too late for candy cane rolls. We'll make them into, like, flowers or something. But they're still going to be pepperminty. But they're not. Then how are they candy cane? They just were shaped like candy cane. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They were, like, they taste like... Cream cheese butter cookies. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they're like kind of tangy and soft, like cakey, but they're 
mostly like a sweet vanilla situation. I think you'd like them a lot. All right. So we'll just make them not holiday themed. Non-denominational candy cane <laughs> rolls. They can be shepherd staffs. They can be old man canes. They could be maypoles. They could be jays. Jays. Oh, an upside down candy cane looks like a J. Oh, I thought he meant like like a joint, and I was like, wow, that's no. creative. <laughs> that's an intricate joint right there. The braided ones are tough. I mean, by all means. Well, it's the red part is just food coloring, so we can pick any color. The more you dissect it, the less appetizing it actually sounds. Okay, I'm going to keep it a mystery. <laughs> well, I already know now. I thought they were like peppermint twists. No. Well, I don't want them anymore. <laughs> Good. Too bad. I'm making them. Well, now I'm definitely making them out of spite. All right, great. <laughs> love some good spite food. It's still going to be made with love, so they'll be delicious. Love and spite. Yeah, I'm really about emotional dissonance. Great. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I'm a little chaotic. Yeah. Anyhow. I guess we should actually get down to business. We could do that. Like the for real thing. The thing that we do here. Sometimes. Once a month. Yeah. <laughs> if that, if we're lucky. We're gonna be, I'm gonna be better, I swear. You're, you're excellent. It's my fault. Y'all, it's me. I take full responsibility. Not some hot tea. I wasn't going to throw you under the bus on that one. I was just going to... No, I deserve it. I'm taking this one. I deserve this, people. Blame me. Not that you seem super upset about it, but it's my fault. No, I always just have like three episodes in, Ready to go. in my pocket at all times, just in case. <sighs> it's know. fine. It's, we're going to get it. I'm never this prepared for anything else in my life. I'm never, never ahead of schedule. So, But that, that means a lot to me, that you're so invested. Well. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'm doing it. We are doing it right now, maybe. I don't know. We keep talking about other things instead of. It's, we keep talking about doing it instead of doing just it. Just doing it. Y'all, that is, that's a moment. You think about that. Yeah. And now we gonna do it. All okay. right, it's your turn. I think so. Yes, now it is. Great. <laughs> All right. So in the last episode, uh-huh. how did we get on the subject of 1999? I don't even know. Guys, uh, as soon as we finish recording an episode, we just completely mind dump everything we talked about, <laughs> and neither one of us remembers until the episode comes out again, and then we listen to it. Yeah, pretty much. I, like, listen to it, editing it, and then even even then I release it, and I just listen to it for, like, three hours, and I still... Listen to it again. And don't remember. We're anyway. doing really well as humans that have evolved yeah. with brain power. Yep. Yep. So, we were talking about um, the 90s. Okay, I think... There we go. I could be making this up completely. Let's find out. But I talked about the soda last episode. Right. And I did Sprite, and oh. they came up with their whole campaign in the 80s, and then in the 90s, they switched up the tagline, and I think that was how oh. we got there. I think you're right. Okay. I think you're right. If not, I just gave a really great made-up explanation, and that's... 
If this is your first time listening, let's pretend that's exactly what happened. All right. So, I don't know what you're doing. I know you don't. I'm just going to set the scene for us in 1999. Okay. So, I'm just going to go through a list of all of the things from 1999. This is perfect. That we love and remember. Yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. Okay, I have my notes on my phone now. I'm going to try and do it that way so I'm not shuffling through papers. But guys, I literally cannot see. You can turn off the text size. I know, but then I have to keep zooming in and out. Ugh. Anywho. I'm going to get you a tablet. I mean, I have an iPad. I just like to make things more difficult for myself. It's fine. I'm... You can... Is it in your notes? I need Braille. Yeah, I have it. No, but I, oh, I thought if it was in, like, notes, notes, you can literally just, like, put it in the cloud. You just pull it up. It's a cloud! Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I literally just switched from paper to my phone this episode, (laughs) and you already want me in the cloud, okay? Give me a hot second to catch up. Okay. All right. We'll slow down. Woo! (laughs) 2019, y'all. Sorry. All right, I'm just going to work through it. All right, (sighs) setting the scene here. Mm -hmm. All right, so the process to impeach the current president, Bill Clinton, has begun. Mm -hmm. The Sopranos premiered on HBO. Oh, my God. And Family Guy premiered on Fox. History. Um, The Columbine shooting happened in April, which is kind of a bummer. Yikes, but, like, also, what what a look 10 years later. Yeah. Anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest drug busts in U.S. history mm-hmm. takes place as the Coast Guard intercepts a cargo ship carrying 4,300 kilograms of cocaine. Whoa! Yeah. That's a lot of cocaine. I mean, everyone was preparing for the millennium. They weren't sure. There was that whole Y2K thing. That's- Smoke it if you got it. I don't know. Well, cocaine generally. No, I know. Okay. I was just saying. I mean, you can, you can smoke it, too. Okay. No, I mean, and I just your cocaine however you see fit. However you want. You got options. Retrospectively, because it was 1999. Don't do that now. Right. Anyway. All right. So DSL, a.k.a. the internet, oh. begins to roll out in New York. Dial Right, so it's equivalent to today's version of dial-up, but it wasn't available to everyone. It was just, like, select people and Mm. big Fortune 500 companies that were starting to get the internet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Flat panel TVs are a thing now, but if you want to buy one, it's going to cost you $15,000. Hi. Yeah. And... The public online web journals, a.k.a. blogs, are oh. beginning to emerge. Shout out to Jenga and MySpace. <laughs> I had a Jenga for like a hot second, couldn't figure out how to work it, and then gave up. Same. Also, we were in middle school. I had nothing to talk about. Absolutely nothing. So. My love of the Jonas Brothers. Like, um. Yeah, we had no lives. Yeah. No, we didn't I do much. I still don't. All right. So, that's that's the scene. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what's happening. Right. So I'm going to go through the top fives of pop culture of 1999. Oh, I love it. All right. Okay. So the top songs of 1999. Uh-huh. 
Number one, this is kind of funny to me, but all right. Number one song of 1999 mm-hmm. was Smooth by Rob Thomas and Santana. Stop. Which of all the songs, even the ones I'm going to talk about, for that to be number one of 1999, I would not have chosen that as our 1999 anthem, no. but nope. all right. Give me a heart, make it real. Don't forget about it. it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Okay. Which I feel like that would have been a better number one, but I wasn't in charge back then. Right. Mambo Number 5. Okay, I'm down. I'm hit with it. See, I was always upset about Mambo Number 5 because my name wasn't in it. My name is never in anything. I'm sorry. I'll write a song about you. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, Blue Da Ba Dee. Stop! Yeah. I used to play that song over and over again, and mm-hmm. everyone used to fight me on what the lyrics actually were, <laughs> and I got whatever now version it was, like now 12 or 14, and okay. I that was back when you got the CD, and it had the lyrics written the on inside? the inside, and I was like, no, but I know because I can read, and I'm reading you the lyrics, I know what they are. Right. But everybody sings it their own way to this day. What are the, what's the, what's the truth? I'm blue, dabba dee, dabba die. Okay. That's, it's That's just it. gibberish. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, mystery salt. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, no Scrubs by TLC. Ah, such a good one. And I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Also great. Yeah. I okay. mean, they're all great songs. I just. Yeah, the order is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Top five movies. Ooh. The Sixth Sense. Ah. That was the year everybody saw dead people. <laughs> and they were thrilled about it. Uh, Toy Story 2. Uh, which I... Uh, this was the only Toy Story movie that I saw in theaters that I actually cried. Really? Like, we went to see Toy Story 3 in high school mm-hmm. with, like, adult people and everyone was crying. I was I, I didn't cry. Okay. Toy Story 2 got me because of... The girl throwing Jesse away under the bed in the box and, like, on the um, side of the road. So for Christmas that year, I asked for a Jesse doll because I was like, I'm going to love her and I'm not going to throw her away. Full disclosure, I don't have that doll anymore, so. Well, you loved her I failed my mission. <laughs> Sorry. We'll just have to make you watch it again so you find her. <sighs> so I'll cry again. Alright, you know what? We'll just leave Movies her. Movies really get fine. me. Yeah, no, I know. Me too. I mean, there's a Toy Story 4 coming out, so she's... Jessie's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's making that money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, anyway. <laughs> okay, so we got Relive six Relive my childhood traumas here. Austin Powers. <laughs> okay, the first one? Um, I didn't write down the whole one. Okay. It wasn't Goldfinger. Okay. It was... Man of Mystery? I think so. Okay. I don't know. I've never seen any of them all the way through. I mean, it's they're ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) It's just not really my kind of humor, but I also can't pin down what my kind of humor is. I don't know. I have to be in the mood. Yeah. I mean, we'll figure it out. We'll dissect it. Okay. (laughs) I just need to know. I just, I also have questions. About my sense of humor? Yeah. It's really... It's touch and go, because sometimes I'm like, Katie's gonna love this, and then I'll turn it on, and you just like, what the fuck did we just watch? Why are we doing this? I'm like, I'm so sorry. 
Okay, if you're up to it, when we're done. Uh-huh. I started watching this documentary. I'm sorry, I took a totally left turn. Guys, also for you, uh, I'll find the name of it on the break, but it's about this LDS family, so Latter-day Saints, because something's fucking... They're a lot. They're, they have a lot going on in their brains. So basically, they get, like, this family gets fooled into their, like, child getting abducted by their neighbor, and then the child thinks that she's, like, half alien and needs to carry the baby of this guy who kidnapped her. It's a whole thing. You're gonna love it. It's a comedy? No, it's a documentary. Well, I mean, we're talking about Austin Powers and my sense of humor, and then you're like, boy, have I got a documentary for you. So this kid was kidnapped. She had to have a child. I know I have a dark sense of humor, but pump the brakes there. Well, I was, I made a, I made a big jump. I was like, Katie, things that Katie likes. Uh, comedy. Wait, Katie likes this. Katie would like this. I gotta tell Katie this before, anyhow. Yeah, not, not comedic. Okay. Sure. Well, I'll tell you guys how that went next time. <laughs> All right. Um. So after Austin Powers was uh -huh. The Matrix. Oh, game changer. And then Tarzan. Oh. Which also I cried. Yeah. Well. Hate it. All of it. I'm not a huge fan of Disney movies. Like I like Toy Story, but it made me cry. I mean, Finding Nemo cried. Up cried. Wally cried. That's kind of their thing. Pixar Sick loves. bastards. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know if you saw, I sent it to you in our group chat, but I don't know if you saw it, but Disney owns Fox now, uh -huh. and Rocky Horror Picture Show was Fox, so what? technically, Dr. Frankenverter is now a Disney princess. What? Yes. What? So... Oh my god. Yes, Shout out queen. to Tim Curry. Yes, if they build queen. a Rocky Horror Picture section of Disney World. That would be perfect. Please. Yeah. Please. So. And I know the second one was kind of a bust, but peace to Laverne forever for doing her damnedest to oh, make the, that revival. The live version. I was like, yeah. when was there a Rocky Horror 2? Yeah, no. It's just like the remake. Yeah. They tried. You just... It's such a... Yeah. Anyhow. Okay. All right, moving on. Yep. All right, so the top five fashion trends and accessories. Ooh, oh, I'm excited for this. Athleisure. Yeah, I still rock that. So the swishy pants with the sports bra yes. was like the look. Britney Spears did it. The Spice Girls did it. Christina did it. It's like a thing now again. Rihanna was doing it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I never had the swishy pants. Oh, I had some swishies. Mm-hmm. You know me. I was into that sporty spice life. I wasn't really a Spice Girls fan. <gasps> That's okay. Um, we're, we're all not always, but I love them. I was I was a huge sporty was my girl. Sporty and scary spice. But I always felt guilty identifying with scary spice because she was a woman of color. So was I that was Mel? Like, yeah. I mean I mean, I still feel like on a level I identify with Mel. Mel is a lot also. <laughs> yeah. She's a little out there, but she's a great lady. She's a great lady. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say she's a great lady, but she's like... She's an okay lady. Yeah. I, I can't do any other words. 
Just those The ones that have R's in them are better. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. Trends. Sports bras. Swishy pants. Right. The spaghetti strap halter top. Oh, yes. So it was like the spaghetti strap, but then it came down into like a triangle that tied in the back. Oh, yeah. right, right, So right, this was right. like the Lizzie McGuire look, mm-hmm. and I don't know who else was our age at the time. Most of the Disney Channel yeah. people still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bucket hats. Oh my god. Which are making a comeback and I hate them. Yeah. Unless you're fishing and you have little hooks hanging off of them, you should not be wearing a bucket hat. I feel like some some people can pull them off. Yeah, but. I mean it was like ludicrous and like LL Cool J. Right. We're like leading the pack of bucket hats back in the day. I yeah. think LL Cool J still wears a bucket hat sometimes on Lip Sync Battle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't like it. Okay. I just think something should not come back. That's all I'm saying. The 90s was, like, one of the worst fashion times. It was It was eccentric, for sure. And now everything's coming back. Yeah. I don't... The chunky old grandpa shoes, they're not cute. I mean, if they're done right... All the shirts are crop tops. I want a full shirt. I have places to go. I need a full shirt. That's a fair argument. I don't really... My work doesn't give a flying shit what I wear, so... I mean, they do, but, like, within reason, and it's not really a professional place, so... But I mean, still... Yeah. I like them. But I wear a lot of high-waisted pants, so I'm still covered. It's not like there's too much midriff going on. There's maybe like a stripe of my upper rib cage. Yeah, I just... I can't do that body bottom situation hanging out no more. There's too much body on the bottom hanging out. Yeah. I mean, I I do when I want, but... I'm just saying if I'm going to pay money, I want a full article of clothing. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. That's a fair argument. Um... The chunky wedge sandals. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I did have some of those. I definitely had a bunch of those. I love them. Because yeah. they were easier to walk in. Right. Even though there were still heels. But they were a little more... What's the right word? Mm. Ugh. Flashy? No. What do you mean? They were more like platform. Is that what I said? No, I yeah. said chunky, but like platform. Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah, it gave yeah, yeah. you more surface area. Right. I was not meant to wear heels. You know, it's hard. It is. It's a hard game. All right. And then rounding out everything yeah. was the blue glittery eyeshadow. All of these things. Hard comeback. Right. Oh, and that blue glitter with the teeny tiny eyebrows. It's like, Yeah. Thin eyebrows, blue glitter. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a look. So if you just take all of the things that I just said, that's basically every girl group of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Also bucket hats. Yeah. TLC wore bucket hats. Okay. I'm pretty sure Brit wore a bucket hat once or twice. Yeah. I don't like I it. I had a few. 
Actually, no. I just had... Yeah, I did have a few. I had one that was blue and white that was tie-dye. And then I had one that was, like, pale blue. I don't think ever in my life did I have a bucket hat. And if I did, I did not put it on of my <laughs> own free will. I've always been an accessory person. I had a bunch of those, like, puffy hats. You know, like, newsboy hats that were got big around that time. No, they were, like, it had a teeny brim. And it was, like, puffy like a beret. Maybe. I'm gonna have to find a picture of those, too, for you. You're, all, you're searching for it? I'm not a big hat person. Like, I'll wear a beanie, and that's pretty much it. You look so cute in beanies. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, so. <laughs> rounding that out. Not a huge fan of hats, guys. That's really what that boils down to. Yeah. All right, um. Any other fun facts about I, the yeah, 90s. I have like four more categories left. Oh, yes. I thought you you were like, okay. No, I just that. meant that was done on that one. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. Oh, yeah. No, lay it on me. I All like right. this game. Top five technology. Oh, boy. The Sony Walkman CD player. Oh, my God. I had, okay, so I got one of those. I think it was in middle school. Yeah. I like made the honor roll in middle school. Go so my ahead. aunt took me to the mall and was like, I'm gonna buy you a CD player. Yeah, so I got girl. like a navy blue and lime green Sony like Walkman CD player. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. I love it. That was my big. That was your big technology moment. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing. Did you have fun? I absolutely did. I always. I just like having other things going on, even when I'm just, you know, you see, I always have headphones on, or... Even when she's not listening to anything, just... I just Always has had... Wasn't there, like, a cartoon character, someone that always had headphones on? I'm sure. There has to be. I'm just making things up this whole episode. Puffy hats, cartoon character with headphones on. Probably, like, one of the, like, kids next door. Do you remember that? The, uh, KND. It was, like, the kids that were, like, they had the clubhouse, and they were also super spies. It wasn't Spy Kids. It was animated. Cartoon Network. No. I wasn't a big Cartoon Network person. I was yeah, more of a like Nickelodeon. Ca- I, I like cartoons. Oh, just, like, not, not Cartoon Network cartoons? I mean, what, okay, so what classifies, was Recess on Cartoon Network? That was Disney. Okay. Um, That's Disney, um. Yeah, like, Ed and Nettie didn't really like it. Courage the Cowardly Dog? It was okay. That was another hit or miss for me. It depends on the episode. So you did, like, like, Cat Dog and Hey Arnold and Yeah, I liked all of the Nickelodeon shows. Okay. Not so much Cartoon Network. All right. I'm learning even more about you. Well. This is magnificent. All right. Let me just talk about what I did in the year 1999. Um, where am I? Oh, okay. So AOL dial-up internet. Oh. But this was like you had to get a CD in the mail. You had to send away for it from AOL. Uh-huh. They send you a CD and uh-huh. you had to load the CD into your computer oh my God. to get on the internet. Oh my god. And even then it literally took 45 days. Right. To even load right. the CD. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. The what dark ages. For real. 
you guys, y'all, y'all chitlins don't know. Yeah. You Gen Zers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the Palm Pilot and the Blackberry. Oh, man. Those were big things. Yeah. Those were a big deal. Okay, so I have a coworker uh-huh. who, I guess, like, for a while, when flip phones were, like, a thing, mm-hmm. you could turn in your flip phone when you upgraded and they would, like, send it overseas to the military so they could get like minutes to call home or something they still have that no okay well so you know that thing that they have where if you okay (laughs) so she said one time she tried to give them like she was getting rid of her blackberry and she had gotten another phone Uh and they straight up refused to take her blackberry they're like we don't even have the technology to support this anymore so you can keep your blackberry stop it so they were like, no, just throw it out. Yeah, basically. No they were like, I don't know, just keep it for Armageddon, maybe. Sell it to a museum? Like, yeah. Like, this is an artifact? They straight up did not want it. <laughs> and she was kind of insulted. I mean, they were expensive at one point. It's interesting how quickly things become trash. Right, and all the celebrities had a Blackberry. Like, Paris oh, yeah. Hilton had a Blackberry. Kim K had a Blackberry. And the first few seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kim still had a BlackBerry, mm-hmm. but that was, like, right when iPhone first came out. So she had, like, her iPhone for her personal stuff, mm-hmm. and then her BlackBerry was, like, her business phone. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that's cute. But straight up, they would not send Blackberries to the troops overseas. <laughs> so, sorry. You can't even throw it at anybody. No, but, like... <laughs> Just literally set it on fire. Call it a day. Yeah. Uh, the Game Boy Color came out. Oh, and so good. I remember this was a big thing for me because I couldn't decide what color I wanted. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of dumb because I asked for a Game Boy and I had like two games and I never really played it. Oh, I was constantly on mine. So I was trying to like plan what color did I want to ask for, yeah. and I remember I was down to two colors, and I honestly have no idea why, because I don't even like these colors. <laughs> so it was between lime green, which uh-huh. I have no idea where lime green even came from, yeah, or the yellow one, uh-huh. and you know I hate the color yellow, I and do I know don't that. know why it was down to lime green or yellow for me, That's but I got, I got the lime green one for Christmas. That's dope. I like that one. I don't sick. know what kind of choices I was making back then. I Chen's had the yellow one. I had the see-through purple one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know where it is. I see. I they had they had a similar like trade-in program, but mm. oh excuse me, but they didn't send it to anybody nice. They just took it <laughs> and <laughs> they sent it to the prisoners. They, I mean, that would be. I feel like that would be nicer. <laughs> But I don't, they just gave me money in exchange for the old one so I could apply it to the new one that was coming out. Yeah. That was always the thing. Like, I got Game Boys. I had the Game Boy Color. Mm -hmm. I had the Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. I always got the boring colors, though, and I had to pick it out myself. Like, I went to the store with somebody who was buying me the Game Boy Advance, and I got the silver one. Like... Why? That's such a boring color. I mean, that's classy. That's classy. And then, what was the one 
The first one that flipped up. The DS? The dual screen? So I didn't have the first version of that. The DS Lite? The smaller one? Yeah, I didn't have the smaller one, but I had it, the one that was a little bit wider, that had the backlight in it. Oh, the DS 3D? I think so. Yeah. I got a white one. Okay. That was probably the most boring out of your choices. Right? So like, literally, of all the choices in the store, I was like, I want silver and I want white. Well, it's very classy. It's very posh. Because I'm such an oatmeal flavored human being. Not anymore. Hadasaurus Rex. Yeah. Anyhow, um, back to technology, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, the last one. Mm-hmm. Was the colored Mac desktop computers, which I always wanted one of those. I wanted one of the laptops. Mm -hmm. I really considered getting myself one a few years ago, but you can't update them anymore. So they're kind of just stuck in whatever software they came with. Right. So So there's really no point. They're just decorative. Yeah, like they don't have a webcam on them, I don't think. Maybe you can like like the latest ones. The later versions may have had a webcam. I mean, I know you can, like, buy a webcam. I don't even use a webcam, so I don't know why this is, like, such an issue for me. I just think it's interesting that they couldn't gut it and, like, put the new, like, actual computer hardware inside it. That's That seems so easy. Like, pimp my MacBook. Right. And Apple got really boring, too, because right. they had the colored desktop Macs. They had the colored laptops. Mm-hmm. I had a Game Boy, no, not Game Boy. An iPhone color? iPod Mini. Oh. I had the green iPod Mini. I don't know where the fuck green kept coming from. I mean, I I like green, but I don't know why I kept picking green for everything. It's a refreshing color. Yeah, so like the minis, you could get a color. The iPod Nanos, you could get a color. Mm -hmm. And then everything just was like, now it's blacker, it's whiter, it's gold. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, that's not... I I agree. They did do, like, the iPhone colors for a hot minute, and then they never did anything quite like that again. Yeah. So, naturally, boring. I don't know. Boring, as we're talking into a gold microphone. (coughs) Well, you know. I like like gold and silver. I've always liked flashy stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm also a Melba's grandchild, so... Just being Italian, I think inherently I'm drawn to shiny stuff like a piranha. Oh. From the Amazon. Right. Deficious. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, also Finding Nemo. Well, Finding Nemo was a fish. Yeah, no, 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 no. But in the in the movie, the scary little kid that's in the dentist's office. Right. She's looking at the fish. Right. And then she turns to the dentist and she's like, I'm a piranha. From the Amazon. (laughs) Okay. Okay, just me. Darla. Darla. Oh, Darla. She shook the bag. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, right? (laughs) We keep getting so sidetracked, guys. Just trying to remember our happy childhood. All right, the top five celebrity couples. Ooh. So, we have Brad and Jennifer. Obviously, right. Brittany and Justin. Mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz and Jared Leto. Weird. Yeah. Weird. 
Um, Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson. Oh my god, what a train wreck. And Cheryl Crow and Owen Wilson. Also interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I knew about that one. Weird. Yeah. You wanted to soak up some Owen? Yeah. Soak up the sun. Oh, thank you. She got her 45 on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew where you were going. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. There were a few other ones. Um, Who was it? I was going to say, yeah. Brittany Ashton Jessica. Kutcher and January Jones. Which oh. January Jones looked completely different back then than she looked in Mad Men. I mean, obviously she was much younger back in 1999. Sure, but, but still. Yeah. Interesting. Ashton has always had very interesting taste in women. Yeah. I mean, now that you've revealed it, though. Props. Yeah. Way to nail that one down. So, I heard on What the Fuck with Mark Marin. Mm-hmm. he was actually interviewing Mila Kunis, mm-hmm. and apparently they were, like, friends with benefits for a while, and mm-hmm. they had this thing, like, if either one of them catches feelings, they have to break up immediately. Mm-hmm. And he broke up with her, and she was like, but I don't want to break up with you. So she, like, showed up at his apartment and was like, I refuse to break up with you. Uh-huh. And then now they're married and they have kids. Yep. So moral story is, if someone breaks up with you, don't accept it. Right. And eventually you'll be married. Right? I think that's how love works. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's exactly how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try that at home, kids. So, moving on. All right, so the top five baby names for boys. Oh. Jacob. Okay. Michael. Mm-hmm. Matthew. This makes sense. Joshua. Uh-huh. And Nicholas. Yeah, I know a lot of those. Top five baby names for girls. Mm-hmm. Emily. Okay. Hannah. That makes sense. Alexis. Oh. Alexis! Alexa. Sarah. Oh. And Ashley. Actually, I know great and terrible Sarah. I just had a visceral reaction to that one. Ashley, on the other hand, I feel like are also very touch and go. Ashley, if you're listening. <laughs> Not even any one particular Ashley. I don't know. Now I'm trying to remember. Well, we just lost like three listeners all named Ashley. I think the problem is statistics. It's that those were the highest numbers. So statistically, some of them were going to be bad seeds. So right. don't take it personally, y'all. Yeah. It's not you. And then the top five, they called it unisex back then, but top five gender neutral names of 1999. I love that they had that category. Yeah. All right. Yeah, even if the language. Okay, please. Alex. Love. Cameron. Mm-hmm. Casey. Okay. Dale, which I literally uh, don't know a single person named Dale. Yeah, I don't know. Who and do Dylan. That? That's a cute one. Yeah. I've always liked Dylan. Yeah. Wow. So, those are my top five... Top five 90s things. Top five, I don't know, eight categories of 1999. There are a lot of numbers involved there, (laughs) but yeah, so I set the scene for us of 1999. That's what was happening. That's what we were wearing. That's perfect. Yeah. So. That's perfect. I love it. All right. Hopefully, I don't know if that helps us any of what you're talking about, but... Oh, yeah. Just get into that mindset of things were kind of terrible. (laughs) Things were terrible, and thankfully my topic this week isn't dark and terrible, so we're going to keep it... Keep it light? Keep it light this time. All right. 
All right, we're gonna take a quick uh, cream break. We're gonna re lotion and stick to everything we else. We put in the Katie's lotion room. on our skin. <laughs> put the lotion. Okay. Um. Yeah. See you in a bit. All right. We're back. We are back. We're lotioned up. We're lotioned. Do you guys have little skin specks on your sofa? Because that's a discussion we just had. Don't worry about it. It's fine, you know? Sometimes your skin falls off in chunks. What are you going to do? You know, especially when you chew off half of your leg. Right, Layla Bean? Yeah, when you got to heal most of your leg because you chew it all off. Huh? Guys, we're literally starving to death. We're eating our own foot over here. Yeah. So if you want to contribute, yeah, we appreciate to the Red Bubble or the Patreon. I think is still operating. We have to come up with more Patreon. That'll be a fun new project too. Yeah, yeah. Let me hank- let me hanker this down. Okay. Anyway, we're starving. Feel free to do the Red Bubble thing or the Great North. Send us lotion. Yeah, we always. Love lotion. Where was I? We're in the nineties. Oh yeah, we're in the nineties. Okay, so I'm just gonna take us like back a little teeny teeny tiny bit to October of 1998. That's not 1999. That's like a whole year before. It's like four months. Okay. You said nineties. We said 1999 because it was 20 years. Four years? I'm like, shit, it's been 20 years. Yeah, that's why we decided to do 1999 because it's 20 years. Guys, we can't even keep up with our own shit, okay? Like, just hang in there. It's so close, though. 98 in October. In October. It's on the 10th, 10th month. Well, I mean, if I say you can't do it, we literally don't have a second half of the show. So I guess you're going to have to do it. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Guys, we're breaking up. Katie's getting the J lasered off of her tattoo. I know other people whose names start with J. It's <laughs> fine. We, we discussed this beforehand. In case we break up, we have backup oh katie i'm sorry i was so proud of this i was so proud well have you seen the movie practical magic with sandra bullock yeah no okay well i'm gonna tell you all about it great (laughs) i can't wait because i definitely haven't watched it just for the pure reason of not having not watched it and not because i didn't want to watch it so tell me all about it (laughs) i'm the worst friend ever guys okay well so this is a fun tale from 20 years ago and two months 19 years ago no it was 1998 right in 1999, it's 20 years. 
So it has to be 20 years in like a few months. Anyway. So. <laughs> so it's still within the 20 year bracket. I'm just saying. I'm arguing math here. Anyhow. It's, come on. It fits in my topic perfectly. You're math? It. Not math. Certainly not math. If there's one thing that we know, that's not. Anyhow. All right. Okay. Practical magic. All right. We're going to have to watch it. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it. I'm going to tell you, honestly, I'm not going to do it so much about, I've got info on the story just so that you know what the fuck is going on, but what it's mostly about is spooky things that happened about the set okay. and like the production right. on a whole. Okay. So this is just kind of like a little film from the 90s recap witchy goodness. Okay. Okay. So our story opens with the Owens family. They're witches and they get cursed. And they basically all the Can witches Can witches be cursed? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Well, if you can curse somebody, why wouldn't you also Right, but like if you're a witch, shouldn't that give you some automatic force field? You can definitely do things to protect your energy, and you can also do things to cleanse yourself if you think you have been cursed. So there's ways to reverse it. The difference is, if you're not a witch and you are cursed, you're fucked because you have no idea what's going on. But if you are a witch... And you're cursed, possibly especially by another witch, you can be like, okay, ho, I'm gonna slow this shit down. And then you can go ahead and figure out a cleansing ritual that matches for the curse. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyhow, they're cursed. <laughs> okay. They haven't figured out a solution yet. <laughs> and uh, what happens is that every. It's still, it's still the 90s, so it's a little binary heterosexual up in here but we're gonna go with it for this quick moment so all the men that they fall in love with that the witches fall in love with will die a premature death because they loved them like that's their curse is that the people they love pass away before their time okay um and their their uh warning sign is the death watch beetle so the Death Watch beetle makes this noise. There's these beetles that make these noise, and that's how they know that it's about to happen. Uh-huh. I looked it up. They are a real thing, the Death Watch beetle. They are ugly, and I think it's really ironic because the noise that they make is actually a mating call. So, like, the only noise that they make is when they're trying to attract a mate. And then in this film, they're about to kill that person's mate. So I just thought that was an interesting little... Twisteroo right there. They're also wood burrowing uh, beetles. So they like live in like old posts. Yes. (laughs) Like farms and stuff like that. Anyhow, so we're going to fast forward to Nicole and Sandy. Nicole Kidman. Okay. Sandra Bullock. Right. So they're sisters and they both have very different opinions about how they're going to react to this curse so sandy's like absolutely the fuck not i'm not falling in love fuck it if they're just gonna die anyway what's the point i'm just gonna get a bunch of cats it's fine and nicole on the other hand is like what yolo no i'm about to do this like fuck it we'll both die whatever that's not this is not word for word 
So Nicole essentially is just like, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care. It is what it is. Let the wind take me. None of this sounds practical. Well, that's, I guess, kind of the irony of the whole thing. We'll get there. All right. We'll get there. All right. So, in the story, Sandra Bullock, her character's name is Sally. Nicole Kidman's character's name is Jillian. Okay. So we got Jillian, we got Sally. Right. Sally, Sandy, Jillian, Nicole. Right. So, Jilly decides that she's gonna run away with the teenage love of hers. So they run away and do their thing because she's she said fuck that curse. I don't care. And then, uh, so there's kind of this like motif in the film where it's like two witches that are sisters. There's one that has lighter hair, one that has darker hair. That's like kind of how it goes through the family. So they have these two aunts. Hilda and Zelda. Basically. <laughs> Basically. Right. Who are also witches. Uh, played by Rizzo from Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, Stockard. Where is she? Oh, there she is. Stockard Channing and Diane Wiest, who was not as well known an actor. She did other projects. Um, but she was in a lot of like TV roles. And, like, walk-on roles and stuff. Like, just, like, extras and minor characters and things. I mean, make that money grow however you do it. So, those are their aunts. Okay. And uh, aunties decide that Sally should just go for it anyway, so they put a love curse on her. Or a love spell, rather. Not curse. They put a spell on her so that she falls in love. And she does. And they have two daughters, a blonde and a brunette, as the witch gene apparently goes. And then, of course, her husband passes away. Okay. And she's devastated, as we all are. Obviously. Um, okay, so she's devastated. And then she goes back to live with the aunts. Because she's like, I can't do this on my own. I have two kids. So I gotta move in. So she moves in with the aunties. Um, and one of her daughters was played by Evan Rachel Wood. Okay. Fun fact. The little blonde one. Um, so she, he dies. And Sally, uh, Sally Sandy is like, that's it. I'm never fucking with this magic stuff ever again. Like, you put a spell on me, that's why I've, I'm in this mess? Like, absolutely not. So, meanwhile, she moves in with the aunts. Not thrilled. She's got the kids there. Right. Jillian, Nicole calls her one night and is like, yo, my boyfriend Jimmy is... I'm scared. He's beating the shit out of me. So he's beat, he's abusing Nicole. Okay. And she calls Sandy right. to get help. Sandy comes over to take care of her. He gets pissed and they accidentally kill him. So then they decide to bring him back to life because they don't know what to do. They can't they can't just murder somebody. So they use their magic. Sally's like, "Okay, I'm going to do I'm just going to break my vow just for this like quick little blip right here because I got two kids. I can't be thrown in jail." 
Why couldn't she bring her husband back to life? If she can bring the murdered guy back to life. We're gonna have to watch it together. So you can help me answer that. I think it had, I think it had something to do with the whole curse element. I don't know that... There just seem to be a lot of plot holes. That's all I'm saying. Well, I guess I just, like, imagine that if... If, like, this curse was specifically supposed to take this person, you would have to have undone the curse in order to break... In order to break it and bring him back. But do they have to die of natural causes or do they just have to die? Well, I think... Because if they murdered him, then technically he still died anyway. So wouldn't that still be part of the curse that he has to die? Unless it's not her true love. Okay. I got you. Touché. Alright, just, just stick along for the ride. We're almost done. We're almost done with the ride portion of this. So, they kill him. They bring him back to life. He's still an asshole and is going after them, so they just kill him again. And then the rest of the movie is spent them trying to, like, not get caught for murder. And this is a comedy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, and then Sally, Sally Sandy falls in love with the officer who is, like, investigating Jimmy's disappearance and, like, that's a whole thing, and, and you know, she's gotta, like, have love again, and Nicole Kidman's all about it, because that's the kind of witch she is. She's like, yas, love honey. But isn't he gonna die? Or can they only kill somebody one time? Are they only allowed to have one true love, and then after that one guy gets off, they can't have love again? Well, I don't want to, like, are you going to watch it? Probably not, unless you (laughs) sit me down and are like, we're watching this. They they find a way to negate the whole curse situation. So why didn't they just do that in the first place? Well, they didn't know. They were younger. They weren't adults yet. (sighs) Okay. And the aunts were like, fuck it, we just, they did. So the aunts knew the whole time that there was a loophole. More or less, yeah. And they didn't do anything about it. No. They were like... Rude! Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty rude. And this is a family comedy. I mean, I think it was like PG-13. Okay. (laughs) I don't think it was like a family comedy per se. We'll do... We'll investigate. Anyhow, okay. So this is really about like the fun witchy stuff that happens on the set of a witchy movie. Okay. Okay. So here's some, like, creepy fun set stories. Not all creepy. Some just fun. So the production was actually cursed by an actual witch. So the uh, director, Griffin Dune, D-U-N-N-E. I don't know if it's Dunn or Dune. I don't know. So he hired someone who identified as a witch um, to be a consultant on the film. And in return, she was, like, paid a nominal fee, and then they also put her up in a hotel for the course of the production. So she wasn't paying for her housing. They were probably getting food for Crafty, so she probably wasn't paying for a whole ton of food. Like, maybe just transportation. And they paid her money, so. Right. Anyhow. 
So there is this interview that the director, I'm just going to say that, he does with Vulture Mag, which is like part of the New York Mag, um, about this particular situation. So he hires her. She then calls him out of the blue and then demands a percentage of the film's profits and an additional $250,000 for her services. Okay. Which is like, I'm sorry, what? Didn't they sign a contract before this all started? Oh, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did, but I I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a very well-written one. I don't know what the deal is. Because she's, so she asked for it, and the producers and the director are like, no, we already did this. Right. We already decided on a thing. So she's just straight up like, all right. I'm going to curse you and I'm going to curse your whole motherfucking production and like hangs up and then calls back and leaves him a voicemail that she's like talking about threatening a land of curses and then spoke in tongues and then hung up. Mm-hmm. So then, then she also decides just to like reinforce that, I guess that she's going to sue Warner Brothers. What for? I couldn't find out. I think she was just making stuff up. So they just like gave her some hush money and just sent her on her way. So she got money anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it worked. Okay. I don't think it obviously would have been as much as it was if like they actually went to court over something cuz paying for lawyers and all that right. like that's expensive. So did it have any effect on the movie? So, Dunn decided that he was, just in case, going to get... He called it an exorcism, but it was really like a cleansing ceremony, was what he did. So he he said that he wasn't feeling good about things. We're going to get to uh, the next portion of this, which is also... I'll get there. I'll get there now. We'll you go back. You keep telling me we're going to get there. So the ma- the mansion that they built the facade for. So the movie, they live in this big house. It's like a big plantation-y house that's kind of on a secluded from town a little bit. Okay. It's where the witches live. You know what I mean? It's like a witchy cottage. Right. Mansion-y. Like, you know, it's cute, but it's big. Uh, I mean, sure. Okay. <laughs> You're over me all the way. I'm just waiting for. So they're in San Juan Island looking for a place to film, and they find the perfect empty plot of land that's just totally clear. So she curses them before it even started. Yeah, she's cursing them like. Well, okay, this is why it was important to him. So this is why it was so important to the director to get cleansed after cursing, after she, like, was, like, land of curses. The plot of land that they found that they wanted to build the facade on was on native historical land. Okay. So, like, a native burial ground, essentially. (laughs) Like, ancestral land. And they decided to do it anyway, because it was, like, 
the perfect plot of land and they just needed to build the facade to like they could film the rest of the stuff in a studio they could build the set inside the film studio for all the interior work right. but for the exterior shots like they needed the perfect picturesque empty location and this seemed to be the best choice I guess it like kind of fit with the theme and then it bit them in the ass in the end there so they decide to build because they weren't even like they had to fight for it they had to build a platform on top of the land because they couldn't dig they couldn't upset the land whatsoever so they agree to let them film there but they have to build a platform so they build a platform that they build the facade of the house on and then they pretty much within days after filming they tear down the whole thing and they get rid of it because they couldn't keep it there so they only shot there for a little while and then got rid of the damn thing um so the director is like well (laughs) already not starting strong and now our land is literally being cursed if it wasn't already potentially not doing not inviting to our presences there so he pays now this is a little bit ridiculous he paid several hundred dollars apparently to go through this very elaborate cleansing ceremony with like sage he described it as like smoke and chanting so i'm sure that there was like i'm sure there were chants i don't know that in the way that he used it it sounds very like flagrant but i'm sure there were words spoken and then different kinds of incense burned like sage and sweet grass and like rose petals different lavender different cleansing herbs so uh because he does believe in like spirituality in that way just in terms of curses being something that exists and like okay he's I'm producing just confused a movie why about he would make this kind of movie then if he was like well he's interested in it he didn't know that he was gonna get some kind of bitch witch up in here. Like I if I was asked to be a consultant on a set, I wouldn't curse them for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like I, I'm sure that he ha he has genuine interest in the the subject, which is why he went on to direct the film about it. Okay, so he hires Spooky Lady. Yeah. Before they even start filming. Well, yes, but I'm sure that was closer to the filming date than the location scouting. Right, and he does the interview for the magazine before they even start filming. No, 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 that's much later. The magazine so she curses interview. them after it's already done. I'm sorry, I was unclear. I was unclear. So the interview in the magazine is years later. Okay, so he's talking about... What happened. In the... Magazine interview. Yes. Okay. Correct. Gotcha. Sorry. I, I made that twisty. There was there was more of there was more of a path here, but you had questions, so I just kinda shook it up and that threw me off a little bit. I'm sorry. Okay, so then what made her decide to curse it then? The fact that he and the production and Warner Brothers refused to pay her the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars when she demanded it at first. Okay. So then eventually after, so she, she curses them. Right. 
Then she tries to sue them. Okay. Just to add insult to injury. Right. Then they find the filming location. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if those things. I don't know where they fall in the timeline, but I'm sure they're pretty congruent. Okay. I'm sure they're around a similar time because they're doing consultations and then they're also going to have to be looking for filming locations at a similar time, I would imagine, depending on the production timeline. But yeah, so they basically get cursed and then also film parts of it on native ground. So they were like a glutton for punishment in the beginning. It didn't seem like that was the intention, but they just kept sticking their foot in it. Okay. So. So after she dipped, they didn't ask another witch consultant to come in? Nope. Okay. Not to my knowledge. They were like, all right, we're just gonna. Stevie Nicks was there. She helped. Okay. Not like specifically as the witch consultant, but she did some of the music and I think made an appearance. It's been a little while since I've seen it too, but I think it's a fun movie. I think it's cute. It's a classic. It's a witchy classic. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, now's on to more of the fun facts of the production. Uh, so that fun mansion that they had to literally build and tear down. Right. Barbara Streisand felt very strongly about that mansion and got in touch with Warner Brothers and the designers because she wanted to buy it. Like the whole thing. And they were like, sweetheart, it wasn't a whole thing. It was just an outside in the middle of a field. <laughs> and we had to tear it down. How did Barbara know about it? Barbara saw the movie. <laughs> Barbara saw the movie, <laughs> fell in love with the house, was like, I'm, I'm going to buy that house. Okay. And Warner Brothers was like, sweetheart, no. It doesn't exist. You can't has. <laughs> Hasn't Barbara been in movies previous to when this came out? Yep. So shouldn't she know? One would think. One would think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. See, I told you there'd be some fun oh. ones in here. Barbara. Oh. Barbara. Oh. <laughs> Barbara. Sweet one. Alright, so Barbara didn't get the cursed mansion. Yeah, Barbara. Because it wasn't real. Right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. None for you. None for you. Nobody could buy it. (laughs) It was, you just can't have it. It doesn't exist. So she wasn't like, but can you come and build me an exact replica? Or she just gave up after that? She was in touch with the designers, so she might have worked with them for her house. But... She was real pressed about the actual buying of the house. <laughs> she went very far out of her way. Okay. She was like, I wanna. I wanna. All right. Yeah. All right, I've got one more fun fact for you. Okay. Okay, so the four witches. Rizzo, Diane, Sandy, and Nicole. Right. There's a scene in there where, like, they're trying to cheer them up. The aunties are trying to cheer them up. And they make margaritas. Uh Uh-huh. And they, so they call them the midnight margaritas scene. 
and the four actors and most of the crew also got tipsy to shoot that scene. So, so thankfully, the only person, one of the few persons that didn't drink was the DP, so the director of photography, the guy that was, like... In charge? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So they actually had, like, footage, you know, for the actual film, but they were actually tipsy for that scene, and then when they were done, they all, like, started dancing and, like, just having a party on set because they were already tipsy so they were just so it's a real it's a real scene they're real margaritas in there which doesn't generally happen i was gonna say isn't that like a no no yeah mm, yeah well it's the 90s fuck it it was okay oh man yeah so that's uh uh, an incorrect assignment on something that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is my favorite episode. <laughs> Just everything is wrong. <laughs> I'm a terrible friend, guys. I mean, I'm sure someone who's listening has seen Practical Magic. Oh my god. Knows what you're talking about. I hope so. It's a cute movie. It's like a 90s movie. It's like a 90s rom-com about witches. So, you know. So the two aunts never got married. I don't think so. I was going to watch it today to research, but we got sucked down a black hole of serial killer documentaries. Well, what happened to the parents? They also passed away. I think that was part of the premature death situation. Because they had children that were witches, they died? No, 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 no. I think, I think their mom was a witch... I'm just saying, there seem to be a lot of things that don't add up. But if you're telling me that they were pretty much drunk during the entire movie, then I could accept the fact that it's probably not going to make a ton of sense. But, like, the they had to come from somewhere because their aunts didn't give birth to them, so they had to have parents. Where was mommy and daddy? Okay. All right. Are you going to read me the uh here's what the IMDb? <laughs> I've been I've been through all I've been yeah, I've been through like BuzzFeed and IMDb. IMDb is not that elaborate. Anyway. So, here's the how it how it starts the whole curse situation. Maria Owens, a young witch, is exiled with her unborn child. To an island in Massachusetts. When her lover does not rescue her, she casts a spell to stop herself from ever falling in love again. The spell becomes a curse, affecting all future generations of the women in the Owens family. So because she's, like, got the baby in utero. Mm-hmm. And she's creates this curse. I guess, like, I don't know how curse biology works, but... 
Let's okay, roll with it. Okay, so she was salty. Uh-huh. Because her baby daddy was like, no thank you. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then decided that everyone in her family for the rest of forever was never allowed to love anybody. I think she did it so that she didn't fall in love again. Well, just have some self-control. Yeah. Why do you have to do this to the rest of us? I have a lot of questions. I don't think she knew that it was going to happen like that, was what I was saying. I still don't think, it, I support you. I wouldn't go throwing around a curse if I ever decide, if there was ever, by immaculate conception, a bun in this oven. I don't know that I would be fucking around with some self-harm curses, but. but... Okay. Yeah, or a spell that turns into... Anyhow, so, um, the reverse. It's any... Wow, wow, wow. I don't know why I just don't check Wikipedia for the beginning of everything forever. I... Okay, so it's the men that fall in love with the women. Die. Right. So I don't know. I mean... That's semantics. I was thinking, like, if it was, like, mutual, or if, rather, they just happened to love them, and then the witches didn't love them back, they still died anyway, you know what I mean? But that wouldn't make as much sense if we're going with what I said. Um, yep, 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 yep. So, Jillian's talents lie in charm and persuasion. Sally is more gifted with the actual, like, witchcraft, witchcraft, like, the... Like, making things float. Okay, but what happened to their mother? (laughs) That was my question. Right, 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 right. Okay, but also... Alright, so... The OG baby mama... Mm -hmm. Decides she's gonna do this curse. Mm -hmm. So that any man that falls in love with any... Woman in her family from that point on is gonna die. Right. Well, she casts a spell on herself, not not to make anyone else die. She just doesn't want to fall in love again, so she creates some kind of spell that closes her off to people falling in love with her, or vice versa, like her falling in love with someone else, like both of those things. But because she cast the spell and she had a bun in the oven, it turned into a curse. Because she was ca- she was casting the spell on herself, but there was another energy in her being. So it like inherited, a, like a like a STD. <laughs> like okay, a, that's a that's a whole nother <laughs> issue completely. <laughs> I'm just still. <laughs> Okay. You know what? I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to keep myself up at night about the plot of this movie. That makes no sense to me. Okay, so both the parents do die. I was right. In a tragic... Accident. That's all I get. Yep. They just... <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> so they were raised by their aunts... Mostly. Or they were adults when their parents died. No, they were they were both young when their parents died. They weren't like I don't think they were like toddlers or infants or anything. They were just like younger. They weren't like teenagers yet. 
Okay, and they you know can they can only have girl children. Apparently. Okay. Well, I mean that works out because you don't really like need. You need that biology in order to like make more humans. So keep the line going. Right. You would need to continue. I mean, it sounds like this curse is just a real son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm still lost. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. Did you did you have any other questions? Now I've got this uh extra I mean, do you really want me to try and hash this out? No, it's okay. Okay, well then. Do you want to hash it out? I just... I just don't want you to get stressed, really. You see? Well, it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the Uh original witch baby mama, Mm -hmm. she was salty because her baby daddy left her. Uh Uh-huh. And someone put her on an island, she put herself on an island. She was like, don't want to deal with you. They, she was exiled. By who? She's a witch. So, the people in Massachusetts were like, that's a witch, get rid of that hoe. Okay, but baby daddy didn't get in trouble for inseminating a witch lady? Of course not. Fucking patriarchy. Okay. Why would it ever be his fault? Alright, so... (laughs) She gets exiled. Yeah. Okay, it's an island near Massachusetts. Yeah. That doesn't really seem like exile. That just seems like a vacation. <laughs> All right, so she's sent to an island. Uh-huh. Boo thing doesn't come to get her. Right. So she's salty about it. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to put a spell on me because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to fall in love with anybody else. Right. So she... Uh, she's young. Alright, so she's trying to curse herself. Yes. So she doesn't fall in love with anybody else. Yes. It's like a protection spell. Like, she's trying to make sure that... So they die so she doesn't fall in love with them? That's what I'm saying, is that that wasn't the intention. That wasn't what she... So she... She created... So she's she's creating like a like a barrier kind of spell so that like it's driving people away. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They don't have to die. It just I think now again, I don't know if they really get into this in the film or anything, but if I had to imagine when you like like anything else, like in the context of endometriosis, for example, like my m- Shirley had pretty bad endometriosis. Right. My mom had really bad endometriosis, and I have like really, really bad endometriosis. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it like, I like things generationally become more exacerbated. So, like, that's a biology approach. Right. 
But how does that turn from, like, I don't want to love other people to then her girl baby children or, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. they can love other people, but then those people die. That seems like a big jump where it should be, like, I'm not going to fall in love with people. Then her baby is, like, I don't know, doesn't even like men, and then her baby's baby is a lesbian. Like, it was a big jump from, like, I don't want to love men to, like, my daughter's boo things are going to die now because my great-great-great-grandmother was upset. And that's why you don't fuck around with love magic. (sighs) This is why (laughs) I don't like romantic comedies. Because they don't make any sense. They, I have a lot of questions. They don't get answered. I mean, that's most films, I feel like. For me personally? No, just in general. Oh, I mean, you're not <laughs> wrong. I generally walk out of movies with a lot of questions. And I'm like, what? no. First of all, you did that all wrong. <laughs> Okay, for for example, I liked Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah. But as we were watching it, in the very beginning, I'm sitting there and, like, everything's kosher and the band loves each other. And they're like, oh, we're going to change the name to Queen. Great. Mm -hmm. Oh, Freddie's going to write all of our songs. Awesome. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's no fucking way Uh that everybody was just totally fine with all of these things. And it was like the last half hour of the movie when the band was like, you know what? You're kind of being a royal bitch right now. And I was like, why did it take so long to get to this point? Mm -hmm. That's actually a big critique. Like, not just you, just in general. I feel the same way. It seemed like, it seemed... Like, it was like a, like the, like the Cliff's Notes of Queen. Like, it wasn't really everything. Well, I think it was supposed to be more about Freddie Mercury and less about them as a whole. Yeah, but that's the whole thing, is like, then make it about him. <laughs> it wasn't about him, though, exclusively, you know? Like, we didn't see a whole lot of his solo work. We didn't see a whole lot of... Yeah. Like, so if it was about him, make it about him. But it was about Queen. So, like, tell us what the hell happened. I don't know. I, I have I feelings. mean, okay, I liked the movie. It's, it, it, I have a really hard time it. explaining how I like things without <laughs> it sounding like I completely hated it. Okay, so another example. Uh-huh. I completely just lost what I was going to say. <laughs> so another example. <laughs> Never mind. Wait, what were we talking about? Okay, so... Movies? Okay, okay, okay. Alright, so American Horror Story. It always comes back to Ryan Murphy because I don't like Cheyenne Jackson. That's what Unrelated, unrelated. Okay, just anyhow. Alright. So... <laughs> Right, right, right. I know right, I've right, said right. this before, but all right, so hotel season of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. They end the very first episode of the season with Hotel California as the closing song. Mm-hmm. 
that should have been the closing song of the very last episode because everybody died there and everyone was stuck there. Why would you make that the closing song of the first episode when we don't even know what's going to happen yet? Foreshadowing. But that's dumb because no one had died yet. Like they I don't have played it at the beginning and the end. I don't I <laughs> I disagree. All right. I agree. I think it would have been a very slick choice for the end. They didn't play it at the end? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, that's dumb. If they didn't play it at the end, that's just dumb. We're going to have to double check. Ryan Murphy, you're dumb until further notice. Well. (laughs) Just kidding. Hire us. I don't know that I want to work with Ryan. You know, just hire me. In the words of my absolute... Mortal fiend. Mortal fiend. Okay. I mean, it's not like I know her, so I don't know if we could be fiends. You mean T-Swift? Yeah. Nah, fuck that bitch. Alright, so <laughs> I would like to be excluded from this narrative. If you're listening, Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can hire you, I'm just saying. If you're gonna hire me as well, I have a lot of opinions on things. Wait, what does T-Swift have to do with this? No, she's the one that said I'd like to be excluded from this narrative when the whole Kanye thing was going down. Oh, I see. So you were just quoting her, even though she's terrible. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, that's probably the smartest thing she's ever said. I didn't realize she said that, because that's not... Yeah. That's not T-Swift language. I sat and watched all two hours of her special on Netflix because I literally had to see that train derail for myself. Gross. Did I know every word to every song she sang? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, we've been inundated with I them. Know, but she has like one dance move, if you want to call it that. A white girl wiggle? Yeah. I mean, that's even giving it a lot of credit. I just... People in the audience were, like, crying. Like, real emotional tears. She had a minute where she, like, broke it down for everybody and was like, bullies don't matter because now I make millions of dollars. I mean, she didn't say it that way, but that's kind of like... Right. I don't know how we got to, it always comes back to I hate Taylor Swift somehow. Hey, as long as you hate her more than you hate me for well, fucking yeah. this episode so bad. Definitely. Okay, good. I mean, I don't think you fucked up the whole episode like you said. You just did the wrong assignment <laughs> on something that I were was very clear on. It was like you literally spent all of your time researching. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter what I did. I'm just... Anticipation and... Can't you tell? Other skin. (laughs) And also tattoo juice. Right. Yum. Eel. Well. All right, anyway. So, uh, subscribe if you like this nonsense. If you don't, well, try again next time. (laughs) One of us will get it right. There's 21 other episodes to choose from, so. 
I would say start probably at episode three. <laughs> Just disregard the first two. Was number three the Domino's Pizza episode? Okay, maybe start at number four. <laughs> you know what? If you're in for some fun, <laughs> give them all a try. I would start if the, I mean... Maybe definitely yeah. work your way from number one up to this point. Don't start here and go backwards because if you can believe it, it's only gonna get worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thanks for joining the shit show. We're really confident in ourselves and what we're doing. <laughs> Our ability to follow directions, to stay on topic. Uh huh. In a timely manner, deliver this information to everybody. Yep. That's our that's our goal. I have a lot of opinions. Yes. As you should. Well. Share them with the people. Uh, well, you know. You do. You do a good job. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Well, like, thanks. rate, subscribe, follow. Buy stuff. Yeah. Buy some stuff. DM us on Instagram. No nasty shit. We haven't gotten any of that, but keep up the good work. Yeah, I haven't gotten any hate mail. I'm kind of upset about it. Send me hate mail via Instagram direct messenger. We have a Twitter. Tweets and hate mail at our Twitter. Yeah. People are, you're lacking on the Twitter train. We do have Twitter. We do. Um, uh, we have a Facebook. We have a SoundCloud. I don't know if you can make comments on SoundCloud. I guess I would appreciate it if you don't write trash all over our SoundCloud. <laughs> but, I mean, do you. I, who am I to tell you how to feel? I, I, I don't. Yeah, no, that's okay. I can't. The answer is I can't. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us. Okay, bye. Bye.